You are listening to the No Tracers Podcast. Welcome to the darkness. Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here, at the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to No Tracers. Hope you're doing well. This week on the podcast, I'm speaking with an explorer based out of Mexico, named Airborne Alex. He's actually uh, from Detroit, but he's been living in Mexico for the past seven months, eight months by the time you're listening to this episode. Super stoked for this episode. But before we get into it, just a couple things I got to let you know about. First of all, if you're new to the podcast, hi, I'm Kay. I'm known as No Tracers. If you just stumbled upon this podcast, well, I'd like to say thank you. Thank you and welcome to the show. This show comes out every single Friday with different guests around the world who are exploring abandoned places or doing crazy stuff like rooftopping, climbing cranes, all kinds of different stuff in this show. If you want to come on No Tracers, if you've got some stories to share, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram or you can email me at contact at notracers.com for more information. Please leave a rating and feedback if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while. It really helps the podcast grow. It takes you 30 seconds. And if you do it, I'll actually send you a signed photo print of an abandoned place that I've explored as a way of saying thank you for supporting the podcast and helping us find a broader audience of listeners just like you. This podcast is for the community, by the community. And before we get started with this episode, I have to say a huge thank you to our partner, Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death, well, it's canned water. From the Austrian Alps, okay? Go to liquiddeath.com and use code just the letter K for 10% off your order at checkout. Or you can click the link down in the description and it will automatically apply that code for you. I thank you guys for doing that. It helps me out. It helps the podcast out. It helps me get more water. And we all need more water. Lastly, I would like to say if you are interested in my photography or if you want to support my art, what I'm doing, you can go to notracers.com slash shop. You can pick up some merchandise. I got duffel bags. I got hats. I got beanies. I got hoodies. I got t-shirts, long sleeves, all kinds of stuff up there. And I also have two photography books about abandoned places that I've explored. If you want to check them out, notracers.com slash shop. Without further ado, Alex, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. All right, my name is Alex Bacori. My uh, my Instagram name is uh, AirborneAlex313. And uh, I've been exploring for about three, three and a half, four years now. Oh, so what got you into exploring in the first place? Um, Really, it wasn't even uh, like wanting the sense to like take photos or anything. I just wanted to jump, uh, jump right in. I was from uh, Detroit, Michigan. So I was walking around just downtown one time and I seen an abandoned building. I was like, oh. Let me just take a look. It looks kind of cool, you know. Peeked my head in the window, and it was just from there. I was hooked. Not just like bandos, but just everything to the sense of exploring. Just you know, the whole the, the old term, leave no rock unturned. Yeah, it was like that with buildings or doors or windows or whatever I could get myself into. Wow, that's amazing, dude. Uh, so I'm sure you heard we were just in Detroit uh, for a boxing fight in an abandoned building. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was pretty cool. I've seen that. It was pretty crazy. The first day I was there, it was snowing and uh, in the inside the buildings. Like that's probably my favorite thing to ever see is when it actually snows and you're inside and the snow is coming through the roof. There's nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's dope. The elements kind of sneak their way in all the time in Detroit. Exactly. We get some crazy weather. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But uh, what was your first exploration ever? Was it that abandoned building you were just talking about? Yes, it was. Um, I mean, I know there's like gatekeepers and everything, but it's a pretty well-known building downtown called uh, Fisher Body Plant okay. 21, and it's just wide open, blown out. There's not much. Uh, there's not much in there besides just the history of the building itself. Right. Yeah, we didn't get to do that building, but uh, I've heard great things about it for sure. Yeah. Uh, so when did photography come into play for you? When did you first pick up a camera? Um, that was uh. So the first time I picked up a camera was when I came home from the military, which is about 10 years ago, but I didn't really get into photography. I just, I just picked up a camera. It was literally my cell phone. I wouldn't even say a camera, but the first time I like really got into photography, wanting to like capture things was maybe about two, two and a half years ago. Dope. Um, so yeah. what about gear? Like what kind of gear are you bringing into these places? This could be like the pair of shoes you wear, kind of backpack or flashlights, anything like that, that you would recommend for like new explorers, stuff that you think they need. Okay. Um, yeah, no, definitely. So sorry if there's a little background noise, it's a little loud oh, here in good. Mexico, but, uh, so definitely in my gear, normally it always starts with my camera, you know, I always want to <laughs> something to capture it. And if not, you know, it's still there, just use your eye and capture some memories with yourself. But, a good pair of shoes, something with like some ankle support because you're bound to take a fall eventually. And then like my actual gear, gear for capturing, um, a little, I got a little Sony a6000. I keep like a little first aid kit, just basic like alcohol pads, bandages, gauzes, just, just in case, even if I don't get hurt, somebody else gets hurt. And um, a little like one of those little flex pod tripods. Mm -hmm. I don't even know the name. They're like gorilla pods or something. Yeah. Uh, I got a little multi-tool. It's like pliers, screwdrivers. Just something basic. Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, pry any doors open with it, but something good enough if uh, we get caught on something. And you always, you know, always got a couple of flashlights because normally when I roll out with my guys, somebody forgets a flashlight or something basic like that. So normally two flashlights at the minimum. Amazing. What else is a big thing? We uh, Definitely a pocket knife because yeah. we get caught up on things all the time. <laughs> oh, for sure. Also, hopefully it's uh, storming here in Nashville right now, so hopefully my power stays on. <laughs> But if I lose you for some reason, that's why. No worries. No worries cool. at all. So uh, tell me, have you ever had any uh, injuries while exploring? Yeah, yes, definitely. Um, my buddy Andrew, uh, Dr. Triple M, was on with you. And I don't know if he mentioned about the Falcon, but uh, I've had plenty okay. of injuries. Excuse me. But uh, that one just stands out the most. I got a couple stitches on the top of my head from a Falcon. Uh, fell through a couple of roofs. I mean... My arms and legs get a little scratched up, cut through, you know, bushes to get into a building or whatnot. But the Falcon one was by far the best, I think. I don't say the best injury, but the most, most uh, significant. So this Falcon, um, I've heard about this Falcon for, like, from many people. <laughs> this is like a thing. Like, this Falcon lives at this place. We don't need to name the place. I just went there, but, like, we don't need to name it. But this Falcon yeah, has, like attacked several people yeah yeah no it's it's famous for a couple of reasons just for being a falcon on top of an abando and then just 
it swoops down on you. It's protecting its its place. It's I, you know I almost want to rename the building the Falcon Building just because getting up there because like the first time I went there super dumb. I went up there solo and I was like oh I'll check this out and I've heard rumors about a Falcon. I'm like come on this is just the old wise tale. Yeah. And I just whoosh flies in on me like what was that like it's so quick that you don't even recognize what it is you're just like, oh, oh whatever and then like the time it actually like when i noticed it i was like oh wow there's a, fal- a falcon flying around and uh, i was wearing a camo hat a little camouflage and next thing i know it just boop, clips my head grabs my hat and knocks me to the ground and so quick so just like confusion i'm just lucky i had my hand on a railing or something or i would have been off the building Damn. i'm like oh i think it took my hat and i hit the ground I'm like oh no oh, my hat's gone I touched my top of my head and I'm like, oh, there's a little blood there. <laughs> so I had to make my way down through all of through all the floors of that building, which there's plenty, as you know. And uh, yeah, made my way all the way down to the hospital. And they're like, what what happened? And I was like, oh, I was doing a little exploring and a, a falcon hit me. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? It sounds like you know you're on something, but yeah. no, as silly as it is, you know, that was my most significant injury on top of a bando getting clipped by a falcon. Dude, I so I was like I said, I was in Detroit a couple days ago and uh, my girlfriend was actually getting her hair done and the girl doing her hair. She was like, oh, yeah, there was this uh, abandoned building that I went to one time. You know, we used to like smoke weed in the abandoned buildings back in the day. And there was one with like a falcon in it. And this falcon was like attacking people. And I was like, no way that you also know about this. Like the falcon is notorious. (laughs) Yes. Yes. What a great story. uh well-known falcon need to make it an instagram or something for itself <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the detroit falcon oh my god for sure yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely uh, what was your scariest exploration ever um i i wouldn't say scariest but the most uh i don't even know how to word this but there was a hotel that was just very recently abandoned so there was still plenty of everything in there and uh the owner actually came by to give a tour of it and we seen a car drive by and we're like well he's kind of slow rolling us like just in case so we all duck well let's just let's just make our way out of here just in case and as we took off he was just chasing us through and that was uh i wouldn't say i don't want to say scariest but just the most thrilling for sure um, and that was uh i think second or third time we actually ran from uh authorities sometimes you just gotta go <laughs> Yeah, it's it's either hide, run, or just hey, it's us. Sorry, yeah. you know we're not doing any damage. We're taking some photos. Right, exactly. And usually it's fine, but you know it's crazy. I was just talking to somebody from the UK, uh, places forgotten, and he was talking about how uh, yeah. in the UK it's just a civil offense. You know, if you're trespassing here in the states, yeah, we take it on the very very seriously. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, and I can how about I can understand that. I know this goes against every code of yeah. like. Oh, my apologies. No, no. I was just going to say, like, I understand why people would be a little upset you're in their property, yeah. but it's like, you know, the explorers like yourself, me, plenty of our friends that are like, we're going in there, we're not damaging anything, we're not breaking nothing, we're taking a couple of photos and taking off. Yep. But there's other people that want to trash places and just give the whole, like, community a bad name. Exactly. Exactly. Um, how about your most creative entrance? Oh, um, whew, this was a good one. I think we were either in... I think we're in Ohio. I can't remember it. I don't remember the exact name of the church, which helps us <laughs> keep it secure. Yeah. But um, it had a good couple feet of flooding, and there was a fence that was just – there was no way to climb the fence. It was like one of those, like, gate fences. And we got in the front, like, entrance, but there was like that – like, you know in malls when they close early, 
they have those little like rafter fences, yeah. I guess. I don't, I'm sure the name, but um, I was like, all right, well, so I just held on to this. So we went in the basement where the flooding was. And I was like, I'm not trying to get, you know, like, shit water all over me. <laughs> sure. So I was like, I'm not trying to like go swimming guys. And I was like, oh, well, I see a ladder on the other side of the room. So I just scaled the wall. And I'm just holding on to like, I think it was like a pipe, but it just was loose enough where I can get my fingers behind it. So I scale it and just drag a ladder through. And then one side of the ladder over, got it all the way back upstairs to that entrance, one side over uh, the fence, and then just climbed up, climbed back, and just to, you know, leave it the way we left it. We had to throw the ladder back in the basement. So I think that might have been my most creative was to, to scale a wall, get the ladder, bring it back upstairs, and then throw it over just holding on so it's, you know, like the ladder wasn't touching the ground. It was still just hooked onto the fence. That's amazing. Just enough to get us over. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's a new question that just got added to the podcast. So I'm excited moving forward to to hear more people's stories about their creativity because, you know, sometimes we got to do some weird shit to get in and out of these buildings. I've definitely scaled down some pipes and jumped over razor wire fences. Like, we've done some insane shit yeah. for sure. Definitely. That's a good one. That's really creative. Yeah, I like that. I look forward to hearing some answers from that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so has anything ever made you want to stop exploring? Um, I wouldn't say stop. I kind of, you know, you get a little burnt out every once in a while. You just hit everything you can. And then it's just the, the pestering of like, where's that? Where's that? And like sometimes it's like, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a problem for me to like share locations or anything like that. It's just the community sometimes, uh, kills it for you. You know, you want to go out with your friends, be safe and then take a couple shots. But then you see the same, same hold, like no creativeness. You, you see the same shots. If you see like a nice school in an auditorium, you'll see 10 shots front and center. Yep. And it kind of just kind of kills the kills the vibe of it, kills the energy of wanting to like be out there just to be another face in the crowd. I think a lot of us explorers, we do this just so we're, we can express ourselves creatively. We're not just another face in the crowd. Mm, that's true, man. Very true. Uh, what about your most dangerous or your riskiest exploration? Oh... Oh, the riskiest, the riskiest. I don't know, there's been a few explorers that they still had power on, so that always <laughs> that always gives me the creeps. Yeah. Like, hey, someone's going to turn around a corner yeah. and be like, hey, what are you doing yeah. here with the camera? Yeah. But um, so there's plenty of water parks, so this doesn't name it, but there was a water park that uh, we had to use a tripod to kind of, we could get the tripod in and just enough to like flip the lock. And that one was uh, pretty risky just because on our way back, things were moved. So we somebody was there. We explored, came back, and then, wait a minute, on our way out, we see things are a little different. Either, I don't think it was another explorer, because they would have probably made themselves known. It was either, like, an employee or security guard or something was just like, wait a minute, we just double explored this. Like, somebody else was here during the time we were there. That might have been a good one. Or some of the um, churches, they'll have, like, alarms, but they're just, like, pre-recorded, hey, get out of here, guys. And uh, the first time I heard that, it was a uh, pretty frightening. It was, Lucia. Cops are here, run, run or hide, run or hide. And uh, those are pretty, uh, pretty frightening. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've also been uh, in a situation where an alarm or, or like I heard like a police siren, like, you know, on their uh, little, what is it called? The handheld uh, bullhorns, how they have like the, yeah. so my friend can make that yep. sound perfectly with his mouth. 
<laughs> and he did it one time when we were in this abandoned mall and it scared the fuck out of everybody in the building and everyone's running we're running there's like random teenagers smoking pot in the building and they're like is that for us we gotta no. go so we're all like sprinting to get out of this place <laughs> get out we're like sitting in my car catching our breath and my friend shows up like 10 minutes later and he's like where'd everybody go we're like what are you talking about didn't you hear the siren and he was like yeah that was me i was just like fucking around and we were like dude you can't do that like easily spooked over here come on red flag of exploring yeah absolutely <laughs> no fake cops i'm like dude you want to clear a neighborhood like that's a way to do it <laughs> yeah that's a good evac plan yeah. uh what do you do when you're not exploring abandoned places um that sounds pretty dorky but i'm pretty big into poetry and writing just kind of really uh I don't know. Uh, more of a writer than like photos now. I just kind of dig deep into uh, just like exploring, not just like exploring abandoned buildings, but exploring new lands, new countries, mm. new new feelings. I guess traveling, but that's pretty uh, pretty lame to say. Pretty pretty broad, but just exploring, experiencing life in different places. I love that. Uh, do you have any goal places, like bucket list items, you're trying to check off your list? Oh, I think everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a place I don't want to be. Like I want to, I want to experience it all. But I think just a place that I just really, really, really want is I. I there's plenty of uh, oh, what's the word? Temples mm-hmm. and oh, excuse me, I can't even think clearly. I'm just ah, uh, <laughs> uh, what are they? The the ruins here, the Mayan ruins. Oh yeah. I definitely want to get to some places like Palenque and just you know these aren't these aren't just like a building with some history. This is just thousands of years of civilization history i want to check out yeah i mean you're in a super special spot too i I don't think we even mentioned like where you're out of yeah um that's a so i took uh i took a trip out to mexico about six seven months ago just as like i thought i'd be here for a week on a vacation so i just took a backpack and my camera and i'm going on like a seven months now eight months and i just and i'm not just in the typical part of mexico like i'm I never thought I'd be out, like, I'm bordering Guatemala. I'm in a state called Chiapas, and it's, I think it's the most beautiful place on earth. <laughs> I don't know why more people don't come here, and it's just, I'm surrounded by mountains, wow. villages. It's just, it's gorgeous, and there's so much history here. There's a couple hours this way, I'm into waterfalls. A couple hours this way, I'm into, like, nightlife, and just, it's everything I, I can't I can't experience in America. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like people have this preconce- preconceived notion of that area. You know, they, they don't really know, like, what's really there. They just hear, like, the cartel and blah, blah, blah. You'll die. You'll get taken. Blah, yeah. blah. So there's, like, this preconceived notion about it. But it's a beautiful place. Uh, I, I go down to Mexico for uh, Lucha Libre wrestling matches. I photograph those, those oh, guys. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, I photograph absolutely. those guys and, and film them and... You know, it's such a cool culture down there, and I feel like we can't experience anything like that up here in America. So it's super cool that you're down there, and I'm sure the spots no, are definitely. totally different down there. Oh, it's yeah, and it's there's no slap on the wrist. They don't care. You're in an abandoned building. Like, oh, well, why are you in there, weirdo? You <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. like they don't really care much if we do exploring. They just, you know, they just they mind their own life. Everybody does their thing here. It's now there's very zero judgment mm-hmm. here. It's it's. I love it. Surprisingly, you know, as, as distant as it is, there's there's so much peace because there's so little here, you know? Yeah. Like, I mountainsides every, like, every morning I wake up and stretch on my roof and it just, I see everything. It's it's gorgeous. So sick. Um, 
it's it's cool. I mean, I, I I've experienced so much in this short time that I've been here that can't get enough of it. Amazing. Um, if you could live in an abandoned building that you've explored for an entire week, which place would it be? That's a good question. That's a great question. Um, I wanted my first thought is to pick somewhere large just so I can explore every day I'm there. Mm-hmm. But uh, as like cleanliness places, I'd have to say that hotel. It'll rename nameless, but it was pristine. The beds were still made. <laughs> you so know, cool. there might not be room service, but it's some pretty <laughs> decent rooms. I wonder if you can uh, get food delivered to an abandoned place. <laughs> uh, that's, that's something I'll try next time I'm back in Detroit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just see it. They'll probably just drop it on the doorstep and leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scrub Hub, door yeah, DoorDash. DoorDash. <laughs> what do you hope for the future of urban exploring? Um, I hope to see more creativeness, you know. Yeah. If a place has been explored thousands of times, I want to see a thousand different kinds of images. Mm. I hate the cliche walk in, get the center shot, and run out of there. You know, and I hope there's people that can, can appreciate it more. It's almost like like time traveling. You're capturing that, that image there that can take you back in that time every time you're in there. Or even just, just viewing it, you know. We're so used to looking at something on social media, scrolling through on Instagram, and, oh, it's a cool picture. Double tap, quick like. Ten seconds later, it's out of your mind. I hope people can, like, you know, really enjoy it. Think of, like, it sounds weird, but sometimes I'll look at Instagram, and I'll go through people's photos and really enjoy them. I'm, I feel like I'm in a museum. I'm yeah. admiring art at this point. And I hope people can really get that feel again and just really appreciate the art of it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And, you know, I think so you said that you feel like you're in a museum when you go through these photos on on like Instagram. So I have this goal, like a five year goal of actually opening like an Urbex museum somewhere Uh, and people can donate. People can donate photos. And I, I mean, we're not there. It's like a, a code. We live by a code when we do this, like don't take things. But you know, we've all taken something from a place and I feel like yes. if people, no, I, I think I have so, so, many, souvenirs. so many souvenirs. I literally have a shelf of souvenirs and like, I don't know if that makes me a horrible person, but like I, I had to, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I, I needed that. Like I found an old film camera and then I found like a, uh, old like Eeyore from like Winnie the Pooh in an abandoned house. And I was like, this guy's got to come home oh, with yeah. me, man. Like, it's just little things like that. Uh, I have like a porcelain set of doves that I found in a, a glass factory. Uh, they used to make glass and porcelain That's and cool. I shot a music video there and I was like, I'm going to take this as like a little token, but I want people to like donate some of their pieces for like a, a temporary amount of time, maybe like six months at a time. We'll put a photo of the place, the, the artifact, and then like a placard of like what it is, what the place was and like a little history about the person that took the photo. Um, and then every six months I would like swap out each artifact to keep it fresh. I, I like, this is my goal. Like I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen. I don't know how, I don't know when, but it's going to happen within the next five years. So you'll actually be you able to go to support. an Urbex museum, man. Hell yeah. I got plenty of, I could donate and plenty of the, you got my support. I'm, I'm on board with that. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, so my last question for you shit. is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Uh, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. Uh, I would say uh, make sure you charge your batteries. Can't tell you how many times I've got somewhere and I'm like 3% battery on my camera and I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> or you get the uh, memory card full. <laughs> oh, 
that's the worst. You only got a short time in there and you want to take some shots. Like, no, let me pick and choose what yeah, I can delete now. It sucks. Yes. It's the worst. It's the worst. That's why they made two memory card slots on new cameras so that you can just swap a new one in. My dumbass would probably fill both of those memory cards too. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, hey, thank you for coming on No Tracers. I loved hearing your stories and a little bit more about you as a person, as a photographer. If people want to keep following your journey, where can they find you online? Um, absolutely. No, that's cool. As hell. Um, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the chance to share my stories. Um, you can find me as simply as just the, you know, on Facebook, my first and last name and, uh, my Instagram name or my tag is just airborne underscore Alex three one three. All right. That was my episode with airborne Alex. You can go check him out at airborne underscore Alex three one three on Instagram. I'll put his Instagram and his Facebook down in the description for you guys. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Please leave a rating and feedback so that I can, uh, you know, get some more listeners. That's what it's all about. You know, we're trying to grow this podcast to be the biggest Urbex podcast on all platforms. If you're on Spotify or Apple, please leave a rating and feedback. Let me know what you like about the podcast. And if you want to come on the show, hit me up at no.tracers on Instagram or contact at notracers.com. This show airs every single Friday. So if you want to go back and listen to some past episodes, there are plenty of them. Over 100 episodes for you guys to dive into with different people around the world. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Go to notracers.com slash shop. Pick up a copy of my photo book. And I'm, you know what? I'm going to set up like a GoFundMe for this Urbex Museum. If you guys want to get involved, I'll give you more details in the future. Uh, I think it'd be something really cool to do for the community and I would love for you to be a part of it. I got to figure out like what perks I can do and uh, we'll figure something out. But thank you guys. I appreciate you. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out, go explore something and remember, leave no trace. <laughs>